Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, the fan. It's a Giving Tuesday. And if you are in the giving mood, we'd love to have you give to the 15th annual Toy Drive, benefiting Children's Wisconsin, courtesy of Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Uh, Of course, Robin's Nest, also a branch of that. For foster families, uh, they're all together with Children's Wisconsin. Simply go to 1250amthefan.com and click on the Toy Drive link to donate today. It's the Fan's 15th Annual Toy Drive presented by Annex Wealth Management uh, through December 3rd. Now, the boxes uh, for the Toy Drive to uh, so the toys can be collected. Last year, we didn't have this. Um, so this year, we do. Uh, all the different fire stations have been nice enough uh, to let us put uh, toy, toy drive boxes uh, in their fire departments. Blaine's Farm and Fleet was nice enough to supply us with the boxes to give to the different fire departments. Uh, so there are boxes at all the different fire departments now uh, that we have listed. There's 15 different fire departments, six of which are in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, so all you have to do uh, is go to 1250amthefan.com, click on the toy drive link. Not only can you make your donation there if you don't want to Uh, drop off a toy, but you will also see all the different locations uh, around southeastern Wisconsin to where you can drop off toys at different fire stations. Uh, You'll be able to drop off toys through the weekend. The toys that will be picked up on Monday, um, courtesy of Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest, they'll go around, pick them all up, and then bring them to where they go uh, at the hospital or so forth. So you have through the weekend to drop off the toys. Uh, So please, uh, if uh, you could drop off a toy, that would be great at any one of those locations obviously it's a toy drive money obviously appreciated children's would uh you know love to continue uh doing what they do over there but also want to have a, a good supply of toys too so uh, if you could do that that'd be great uh the the bank of uh, the toy drive the official bank of the toy drive great midwest bank uh they're doing a whole bunch and collecting a bunch of toys annex wealth management a great sponsor uh, and have been since day one uh, of this toy drive they're doing a great job they do every year they the the job they do, it's just amazing. Uh, the amount of money and the amount of toys they're able to collect over the course of time is just truly outstanding. Uh, so they're doing a, a great job in that too. So uh, thanks to all the great sponsors. They have plenty of them. You'll hear from all the different sponsors. We're going to have our 24-hour broadcast coming up on Thursday night uh, starting at 6 o'clock. It'll kick off with myself, uh, Bart Winkler, Rami Makloff, Gary Ellerson uh, from 6 until 8. Uh, and then Tim Allen and Evan Heffelfinger. Uh, we'll be doing shows uh, from 8 until midnight. They'll be on for four hours uh, doing Toy Drive Live, as we like to call each show. Uh, and then from midnight uh, till 3 a.m., Ryan Horvat back on the fan, along with our guy Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. So I don't know if it would be gambling talk for three hours or how that whole thing will play out, but uh, they'll be on together from midnight to 3. And then from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. will be uh, – like I, what I like to call our producers, Sam Schmitz and Toby Altizer will be hosting a show together from 3 a.m. till 6 a.m. leading up to Bart Winkler. And then the rest of the day's lineup uh, is uh, the same as usual. And then that whole thing wraps up uh, as far as all the on-air stuff at 6 p.m. on Friday. So, again, uh, we have time uh, to get everybody involved here and drop off some toys. And, again, with everything that happened in Waukesha and so forth and all the other kids that are in Children's uh, Wisconsin – that are going through stuff. 
uh, put a smile on their face is just a big deal. And anybody that knows me knows this is a huge deal to me each and every year. Uh, this is something I look forward to every year. Now, normally, we do five days of Blaine's Farmer Fleet. I really, really, really want to get back to doing that again. I uh, can't wait till we can get back to doing that again. But for the time being, we have to do the best we can. So uh, this is the hand we're dealt. So let's uh, let's make it work, right? And get some toys dropped off at the different fire stations around southeastern Wisconsin. Again, 1250 a.m. The uh, Plucker, what's on the agenda? You and Horvat, are y'all going to do gambling for like three hours? Or are y'all going to, what are y'all, y'all are going to talk like, he's not going to cry about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame and you're not going to gloat about Michigan winning. And is, mm-hmm. is it going to be that? Or what, what do, you, do y'all have any idea? No, I think it's going to be a lot of college football talk, oh, honestly. Okay. We'll probably do a lot of uh, conference championship previewing. I would imagine at least because we're both college football nutheads, so yes, that's you what are. I would would guess. And then we'll probably preview a little bit of the NFL and talk about whatever in the world is going on with baseball, probably too. And that's the thing, you know. They said uh, Bob Nightingale earlier said that the players' union and MLB met for thirty minutes. That's all it was, and immediately everybody reacted with, "Oh my God, that's not good." Well, there was an offer uh, or counter offer. I guess, pushed across the table from one side to the other, um, and now they've taken it back to look at it. Do I think this is going to get done by uh, Thursday? No, I don't think this is going to get done by Thursday. I don't. Uh, we have John Heyman on tomorrow uh, at 1035 on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll get the latest from him, what he thinks is going on. And by the way, we haven't had Heyman on for, what, two weeks? Has it been two weeks since we've had John Heyman on? We didn't have uh, him on. Two weeks, right? yeah, because we had him on after Burns one. Okay, so two weeks ago, I said to John, John, buddy, you haven't linked the Brewers to anybody in any of these tweets two weeks later still don't have anybody right he hasn't linked them to any notable free agent necessarily let's have a renal sign okay fine whatever backup but other than that linked to nobody and a lot of people think they're just going to wait this out we're going to talk with adam mckelvey in eight minutes uh from brewers.com and mlb.com i can't wait to talk to adam and get his thoughts on how this whole brewers thing uh is going to play out his thoughts on stearns here or not uh, his thoughts on the CBA and how long he thinks this may take and how this whole thing is going to play out. And then his thoughts on some of these free agent signings uh, and the money that these guys are getting and how that translates back to Burns and Woodruff and whether or not, you know, once they're uh, uh, available to be free agents, are they going to lose both? Or will he, do you think we'll be able to keep one of them? How is that all going to play out? So looking forward to talking to Adam McKelvey in about eight minutes uh, from right now. Uh, before we do that, I want to briefly go back to um, – the McAfee conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Listen, uh, is what he's saying true? Probably. There probably are coaches that are leaking to the media. But again, is it breaking news that coaches are leaking to the media? No. It happens in all sports, folks. All sports. It happens in baseball. It happens in basketball, football. I would assume I've never covered hockey, but I would assume it happens in hockey uh, as well. It happens across all sports. This isn't something that just happens in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, what is different is the fact that this dude decided to pretty much throw them all under the bus in one collective throw on the McAfee show and pretty much said that, you know, these guys are leaking stuff. That's not going to help the relationship between him and these other coaches who now got to look at him uh, and realize kind of what he did. Now, not all coaches leak. Nope. But here, here's something else. Not only are there coaches that leak, there's people in front offices that leak. There's people that are secretaries. They, they hear stuff. They pass it along to their, their brother or their son or their uncle or their best friend or whoever. Like, anybody that's employed at a team, okay, MLB, NBA, NFL, doesn't matter. Every single person that's in that building could be a mole, a leak, or whatever, could be leaking to different people. All the time, you get people that DM you. Hey, man, I just heard this. I just heard two players saying this. Or you get an email. Hey, just so you know, Sparky, this is what... You get that stuff from different people. Now, it's up to you whether or not you decide to run with it or not, whether or not you go check your second and third source, as you should, uh, and all that stuff. But there's people across the board that will tell you stuff. You could be out of practice, just you and a coach, say basketball, just you and a coach out of practice, having a conversation. He could be telling you a whole bunch of stuff. 
anybody looking over just sees you and that person talking. Yeah, they have no idea what's being said. You could be watching batting practice at a baseball game with a coach in the dugout standing on his stairs. Nobody really around, having a conversation. He could be telling you a whole bunch of stuff. Nobody knows. Again, it's so common in sports. So because this is happening, according to Rodgers, doesn't mean the Packers coaching staff is bad and they're out to get Aaron. No, it happens everywhere. I guarantee you it happens everywhere. Now, do some people put more lock and key on in this and try and really cut it off as much as they can? Sure. I like Belichick. Absolutely. He's trying to lock it down. Put the fear in you. I catch you, you're gone. That's it. Simple, done. Ted Thompson. When Ted Thompson was up there as general manager of the Packers, you didn't hear the Packers being linked to anybody. Now, maybe they were, but he made it very clear. He didn't want people talking about it. He didn't want people knowing his business. Goody gets in there, all of a sudden, now everybody knows. Now, how can that be? How can that be? Either A, that dude is okay with people knowing, thinks it helps him, makes him look better, whatever the case may be, and is okay with you know people leaking different things out. Sure. Very possible. You go back to that whole Brett Favre situation. Favre had his guys. McCarthy had his. Ted didn't really have anybody, I don't think. Because he didn't want to talk to anybody. And back and forth, that whole thing went. Again, in nine out of ten times, you don't got to ask. They're willing to tell you. They'll voluntarily just reach out to you and tell you. Why? I have no idea. I have... To this day, I have no unearthly idea why anybody in these organizations reach out and tell media members stuff. You don't get anything. I mean, unless you've got, and I'm 99% sure this is not happening, but unless these insiders are paying these dudes to give them information and are feeding them money per story or whatever, unless that's going on, there is no initiative or there's no good reason why you would leak something. Nobody tells me something. I'm not giving them anything. Cool. Thanks. Put that in the back of my brain, you know, and figure out if I want to pursue this or not. Cool. Now, the Schefters, the Rappaports, those guys, no idea. A lot of it, I just think, is these guys establish relationships over the course of years with different coaches who move around the league, move from the college ranks to the pro ranks, move from team to team, and they become friendships. And then it becomes guys helping guys out. And the same thing with the agents to a certain degree. Same type of deal. You establish rapport with these agents, and then they help you out because they like you. That's how this whole thing works. Now, are you always going to get stuff that turns out to be accurate? Eh, Maybe not, but that's why you should be checking two and three sources to see if it's right. And sometimes guys will give you bad information to see what you do with it and see if they can trust you. That's also something that occurs. So you've got to be able to eat all that stuff out before you go with something one way or the other. So that's a little behind the curtains of how this whole thing works. Uh, but it, as far as him throwing those coaches in the bus, it damages his relationship with those coaches. But in, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, he's right. Uh, again, all coaching staffs have guys that do this. All front offices have guys that do this. Or people within the organization that do whatever they do, or that do this as well. They all do. Because somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. And, you know, you play the telephone game. It goes from one person to the next person to the next person. Now, who knows how how convoluted and screwed up it's going to be by the time the person that matters hears it. How many times that story has changed from the original story. But, yes, happens all the time. Adam McKelvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com, joins us coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Man. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland dot e d u c sparky fiber with you dan plucker other side of the glass joining us now on the great midwest bank hotline he is with brewers.com mlb.com adam mckelvey adam thanks for coming on man appreciate it hey of course it's been a while it's good to hear your voice sparky it's good to well, hear i mean you. i hear your voice but it's good to actually like have you respond to me when i talk back yeah right exactly i um uh... I'm going to get to you at the end. I want to know if there's special Christmas candy, uh, like there is Halloween candy. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to that at the end because your your suggestion of the uh, the chewy nerds were t- just I got a whole bag and love every minute of eating them. They're so good. But anyways, uh, okay. First things first. Let's talk about this Brewers baseball team and how this uh, currently sits as we look uh, at the rest of the landscape. It doesn't appear that anybody in the Brewers division has done much of anything to this point as far as free agency. And it does appear that there's a lot of hustle and bustle of trying to get these deals done because nobody knows how the CBA is going to change the landscape of you know salary caps or otherwise. Do you get the feeling that the Brewers are just trying to wait it out and see how this whole thing plays out the CBA before they really do anything of significance? Well, I do get the sense that they are more in a waiting mode than other clubs but to me that's more the reflection of the composition of their roster in this particular offseason in that they have um, all these young pitchers for example that are in their pre-arbitration seasons um, that are you know that's what this club is built around right now pitching a defense and then on the position player side they have guys who are either, either signed to multi-year deals or themselves in the RBers like Willie Adamas, Luis Urias are um, eligible for arbitration this winter, and then other players like you know Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, um, who, uh, uh, Colton Wong, Jackie Bradley, who are in these multi-year deals. So they just don't the way their roster is built. They don't have like big holes to fill. Um, they don't have a lot of question marks. I think they, they feel like they're a team that is competitive and. Um, you know, the changes they make are going to be voluntary. So I think that's partly why they are in kind of the wait-and-see mode. I don't, I don't think we're going to get through the winter and they're not going to make any moves, any changes. They always surprise with something. But I just think they are not one of the clubs that is in a rush right now to, you know, invest 10 years, for example, in Corey Seager. Uh, no, I'm not in a hurry to do that either. But uh, having said that, I think the one thing that Brewer fans do agree with is this team desperately needs a bat or two here uh, at some point, whether it be now or whether it be after the CBA is negotiated, after the lockout that we're all assuming is going to occur on Thursday. Uh, and that that's the biggest question is, are they going to have the money to be able to go get a significant bat? Like, for example, earlier I, I saw a tweet talking about Nelson Cruz, I believe it was John Heyman, and said that, uh, there are NL teams involved uh, in trying to get Nelson Cruz because the the belief is that the NL will end up with a DH. It'll be a universal DH coming out of this CBA, uh, and that's how NL teams are operating. I'd love a Nelson Cruz as a DH for the Milwaukee Brewers, but again, it comes back down to how much more money is Mark willing to, uh, to put into this thing uh, with inside his budget because I've said before, Mark Antonasio is not going into his own personal bank account to pay anybody. I mean, look, they, they, you're, I think it's, it is fair to say that they have run this business like a business, and they're not going, you know, other owners can do it a different way if they choose. I mean, there have been examples within the last week of teams that have spent at a level that's very eye-opening coming off the last, you know, really year and a half of no attendance, and then a, a half a year of partial attendance of working up to full. So it's, clubs are free to operate 
in, in the sport of baseball, because there's no hard salary cap, they're free to operate the, the way they want. You know, the thing about adding a bat, I agree with you that the, you know, the offense has to be better. They, they're, a, you can be a good pitching and, t- and defense team, but, you know, the, the Brewers obviously didn't have enough at the end. And I think they will work this offseason to improve the offense. And you talk about spending on free agents. That's one route to do it. Don't forget the other route is a trade. Um, and it can be a trade that takes on some salary. But that that's an option that's available to this Brewers team based on the depth of pitching that they have. And the number of those, you know, some of those guys are going now into their arbitration seasons to begin to cost a little bit more. You have to start looking down the line at some harder decisions um, and where you want to allocate payroll dollars and all that sort of stuff. I think they're actually in position to perhaps trade some pitching and get pretty significant controllable offensive players in return. He is at, improve that offense. Right. He is Adam McKelvin, Brewers.com, MLB.com. Let's have that conversation. I mean, you see the money that Max Scherzer goes for uh, and some of these <laughs> other pitchers, and you look at Corbin Burns now with the Cy Young in his back pocket, and you look at how good Woodruff has been. And as a Brewers fan, unless something dramatically changes with this CBA where there is a, a, a legit bottom floor and there's a legit hard cap like the NFL, unless that happens – uh, I, I just don't know if the Brewers can afford either one of these guys once they become free agents. Well, that's always been, uh, you know, one of the stories here. I think the Christian Yelich signing broke that trend. I remember writing about all the great, you know, the good players that had gotten away here, you know, been traded away once they got towards the end of their controllability. And it was, I think, long the thing that Brewers fans really, you know, it irked everybody to see, you know, Greg Vaughn traded away is, is a guy I remember from, from my growing up watching the Brewers. Um, and that was often very frustrating. And the Christian Yelich signing extension sort of signaled the change. Now, that hasn't gone great the first two years, so maybe that's a bad, a bad example to bring up at this time. But I think it was an example of maybe that mindset changing a little bit. So I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, we asked David Stearns going into the offseason about the possibility of extensions with players. It didn't sound, reading between the lines of his answer at that time, like there was necessarily, certainly nothing going on at the start of this offseason. I think that's fair to say. And, and reading between the lines of his answers, you know, he talked about how you have to have the, another side interested in it. In other words, it can be in these players' interest to continue going year to year if you can get closer to or get to free agency um, if you, you know, sort of, bank on yourself year to year, trust in yourself to get to the point where you can really, really cash in on the open market. So that's just a balance every player needs to make. So I don't think you can rule it out in extension for the, those guys, but I also certainly haven't heard anything that that's ongoing at this time. So I think maybe that's something for down the line as they get closer. Um, remember Woodruff and Burns are sort of on the same clock. Woodruff got right. to arbitration and a larger salary a year early because he was a super two but they both had three years remaining. So, you know, it's like the Josh Hader thing. That Certainly it's something to think about, um, either an extension or when, it, you know, at what point do you consider maybe using a guy like that as a trade asset. But for Woodruff and Burns, you got three years of prime ability in front of you at a cost that's, you know, it's going up, but it's still something that certainly fits in the Brewers' budget. So it's not like there's some, you know, loudly clicking talk, uh, clock that, that makes you feel like they need to get something done right now. Right, and you want to avoid that with Hater, and the clock is ticking on Hater. This is the last time you're going to have multiple years left in order to trade him yep. uh, one way or the other. Now, again, you go, Brewers fans, remember, go back to Prince Fielder. They went into the last year of his deal. They were playing really well, going to go compete for a World Series, so they never traded him. They played it out, and he left. Uh, and that's yep. how that whole thing played out. I don't know if this Brewers team is willing to do the same thing with Josh Hader or not. Uh, no, I don't either. And I would argue that it's different because of Fielder, you had such certainty because he played every single day and he put up these awesome numbers every year. Hader has you know, answered the bell a lot, and he has put up historic numbers, the highest strikeout rate all time. Sometimes I think he doesn't. Sometimes it's happening in front of all of our eyes, and we don't step back and think about the fact that he's doing stuff no one's ever done. But there's volatility in pitching. I think more volatility in pitching than in in a position player. And that's 
you know, that's got to be part of the equation, right? If you, you risk an injury to a guy and all of a sudden he doesn't, you know, carry that same value to you as sure. a trade chip, um, that's part of it. But look, the other part of it is Freddie Freeman's home run aside. I mean, that guy's really, he's as good as it gets at the back end of a pen. And if you are thinking that you're, you know, the effort is to win the World Series, that's the goal. Boy, that's a great weapon to have. You know, again, it didn't work out this, the season ended on a, a homer on off hater, um, but I think way more often than not, he's been really good, and that's that's why they haven't traded him so far. The value of keeping him has been much more than thinking about trading him away. Talk with Adam at CalvinBrewers.com, MLB.com, here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 uh, AM, The Fan. The other thing that I'm intrigued by in this whole deal uh, from the Brewers' standpoint is David Stearns, and it doesn't appear that he has an extension, uh, Billy Epler, the GM with the Mets, who just gave Max Scherzer and everybody else all this money, money like Escobar, uh, four big signings for the Mets. Uh, apparently, they're boys. You know, they're friends, him and Epler, Stearns and Epler. Uh, the further this goes without signing an extension, the more concerned I become, and I think Brewer fans become, uh, that maybe he does eventually end up leaving uh, to run the Mets. Where are you at on that? Well, I would. I don't know if I'm a fan. I'm not certain that I would like spend a lot of time thinking about that because that's something that's completely out of everyone's control. We don't even know whether it's that they just refuse to tell us off the record on background or on the record, which would be nice, right? What his contract is. So we don't know whether this is it the last year or there's some reporting that there's an option beyond that, that would give the club some, you know, a little bit more control. All I know is that, all he's focused on right now is building this team. I mean, I think David Stearns has earned people's trust that he's not sort of looking at the next thing at the expense of doing his job now. I, I think he's proven that he's pretty good at doing his job now, and he's made, you know, I've, I've said this many times, he's made way more good deals than bad ones um, in his years with the Brewers. So, look, what stood out to me, if we're going to really, like, read the tea leaves, the Mets hired uh, Billy Epler as GM. And I think that's really notable. That there was not a president of baseball Correct. operations. Um, so that leaves that organization an opening to, if they choose, bring, you know, hire a president of baseball ops, as many clubs do. So um, I understand that that just leads to the speculation, the combination of you know, David Stern's hometown guy. You know, he talks about falling asleep with the little radio on, listening to the Mets games, you know, throwing up a, a ball against the wall. You know that's got to be intriguing. It's got to be intriguing to anybody to be GM of their hometown. But the media so, turnoff is so big, isn't it? I mean, we're we're nothing like those those people in New York. I mean, it's going to be at a whole completely different level. And not to mention the fact of the paparazzi and everything else that goes along with it. Like I I don't know, man. Like again, if you grow up there and you listen to the fan in New York growing up and all of that, that's. That's all part of it. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, getting to know Stearns, and you've got to know Stearns. I just can't imagine that's something he'd enjoy. Well, it would be pretty enjoyable for whoever is the man or woman to turn the Mets into a World Series champion. No, you're king. I mean, you're or a queen. legend forever. Yeah. Um, I watched that in the 86 Mets. 30 for 30 was incredible. Yeah. And it's all these years on. So there's, you know, there's, there's value into it. And, and, um, you know, I've heard GMs are also, or president of baseball operations are also compensated fairly, fairly oh, well. Oh, he'll get paid for and, sure. Yeah, um, that's probably a little, that's probably a little part of it too. I could put up with some paparazzi if it meant making no, you know, no, multiple million dollars a year. No, we had this topic oh uh, uh, a few years back. I guess it's been a while now. Me and Gary, and it was you know what 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 professional baseball player would you want to be one way or the other, right? And back then he was still playing. Wasn't a manager. Craig Council was my guy. And the, why, why would you want to be correct counsel? It's simple. He's a millionaire, one. He's had a couple of big moments. The man can go grocery shopping and nobody talks to him. He just is another dude. He just fits right in. I, you know, back then when he played, go to Whitefish Bay, uh, a basketball basketball game, he sits in the stands. Nobody talking to him. Nobody messing with him. Nothing like that. And he was a professional baseball player. You can't do that if you're Derek Jeter or any of these other cats and, and you're making that type of money. And Stern certainly won't be able to do that if he's running the New York Mets or the Yankees or anybody in that era. Like, now I'm sure he probably gets talked to from time to time, sure, when he's out. I just don't know if it's at the same level if you're in New York. 
Well, maybe this is when you and me are different, Sparky, because you can be club counsel. I'd like to be Mike Trout. See, we are completely different in that aspect. Yes. I will uh, happily take some selfies and, um, you know, post with people at the coffee shop in exchange for my bazillion dollars. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I guess I'm just not there on the whole money thing. I mean, I get it. Like money can definitely help you be happy. It's not the fix or sale to end all, but it'll definitely help you be on your way to making all that money. I just, I mean, again, I mean, even like Leroy, like I've been out with Leroy and, and how people react around him. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I'd want to be even that famous at that point. Like, I, I don't think I even want to go to that point. I mean, I'm sure you, you're famous. You know, people probably come up to you and ask you your candy opinions all the time when you're on the street. It probably, it, you know, gets to see it sometimes. But yeah, that's no, no, no. But it, but it, on, to, honestly, if we're talking about Stearns again, you know, look, you you to 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 run one of the biggest uh, a team in in the biggest market in the country, one of the biggest market teams, one of the, one of the premier franchises of Major League Baseball. There's a draw to that, just from a professional point of view as well. So, look, I I don't know how that's going to play out. I would certainly not begrudge him for listening to that interest, taking that job eventually. I don't know. Or I would not begrudge him if he decides, you know what, for all those reasons you're articulating Sparky, I want to stay here and I want to get the job done here. I wouldn't begrudge him for that either. Um, either way, that's, um, you know, he's earned the right to get that interest because he's done a, a good job here. They haven't, they haven't got to the finish line. They haven't made it to the world series, but they've sustained a level of success that, didn't exist here before David Stearns was the general manager. Um, so he's earned, I think, the interest from other clubs, and it's certainly warranted. One last one. For you, Adam McKelvey, what needs to happen in this new CBA to convince you that Major League Baseball got it right? Look, I am I, – I feel uneducated about the CBA – and I find myself reading everything that's written about it because I even I learn things about the history of these negotiations and the, the fascinating way in which one deal leads to the next deal leads to the next deal. Um, I, I would say that for for this to be a successful outcome, both sides need to be a little ticked off at the end because the last one, I think one side was way more ticked off than the other, and that's led to not a good thing. That's led, that's led the sport to not a good place. Um, so if, if coming out of this, everybody's kind of shrugging their shoulders and a little bit frustrated at, at, at how it came out, that might actually be a sign that it's a good, that it, that it turned out well, um, because everybody experiences a little bit of pain and everybody gets a little bit of what they want. And the other thing I would just tell people, I think people are being good about this. I mean, frankly, just coming off the holidays, I get the sense there's a lot of people that don't even know baseball is potentially heading into this lockout period. Um, I would just say don't panic when it happens because everything in this sport, in all sports, especially now with the Ivy Leagueification of professional sports, it's all built around deadlines. And this is the, the expiration of the CBA there's not much of a deadline to it. It's a date on the calendar where the thing expires, but the real deadline is spring training. And I think that there's great hope from everyone I've talked to. I was at the World Series just, you know, shooting the bowl with people from all corners of, of the sport. I think there's great hope and great optimism that we'll get to spring training next year and there will be baseball and they will have worked this out. This is just part of the process. Deadlines, fuel, compromise and that's what's happening here i'll say this if they don't if they don't get a hard cap on this thing then nothing is going to be accomplished I and mean, you can put a no, universal I don't think dh that's even in. on the table though spark yeah i mean look i'm talking out of turn because i'm not an like i said i am yeah we're not involved I am, right i know I'm, I'm not an expert on that but i i don't i don't think i don't think that's going to be an outcome of this if um, if this is not about helping these small market teams have a better chance of competing. And that's not what this is about. And it's about the rich get richer. And that's what this is. And the players, you know, get more money at the end and the top owners like the Yankees and those guys, they make more money and the lower class gets even farther apart from the top. Then it's, it's going to do nothing but hurt the game of baseball instead of help it, in my opinion. So that, that that's kind of where I'm at. And we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, even, even if you took it to the, the aspect, Adam, of slotting pay, players' salaries to a degree like the NBA has, where, okay, this is your max money. You were in the league this year. These are your awards. This is the max money 
uh, max amount of money you can make. Now, does that still take out maybe Milwaukee or whatever? Fine. But in the case of like Giannis, they had the ability to give him the most money. It was up to them if they wanted to do it or not. And then after that, everybody else could offer him the same amount. So now it's a, a true recruiting game, not just whoever can pay the most necessarily at the end of the day. Uh, to me, that even adds a little something. It doesn't really close the gap as much, but at least it adds something more than what you have right now. Because right now, I mean, we're on our way to having $300 million payrolls, and, and the bottom payrolls are still going to be 50 to $75 million before this whole thing is said and done. Yeah, and we'll see what comes of it. I mean, this this negotiation, they are talking about like core economic you know, concepts in the game. So they are talking big picture this time. Um, so we'll see what sort of changes come from it I, I you know again i think we're a ways away from getting getting to the outcome on that it's hard to compare sports too, sparky it's the lifespan of players is different the number of players in each organization and each franchise is different that's a huge factor i think that complicates things for the sport of baseball right um there's it's 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 really hard to go apples and oranges it's really hard to go apples to apples when you're looking across sports. Yeah, uh, I, and I, I get that. I, I'm just, I the, the the gap is just ridiculous at this point. That that's all, and it, it really makes it hard for a team like Milwaukee to compete. You know this, unless you absolutely hit on your trades, you absolutely hit uh, on your farm system. The Mets don't have to hit on their farm system. They'll just go buy Max Scherzer. They that doesn't mean anything. You could use your farm system to trade for pieces that are ready to go. And same with a lot of these other teams. Now, if your front office isn't smart and you spend stupidly, well, that's on you. But it's not really because financially. Dan Plucker and I just had this conversation. What was it yesterday? Could you? What would David Stearns do with another hundred million dollars? And Mark Edson and I said, dude, I, here's another hundred million you can spend on payroll this year. Could you imagine how good this team would be going into next year? But but you can't. Well, you're, you're not in that situation. Better, but I would. I, I also would just sort of when you start looking around at the reality of the different teams, um, it's not always the case that money equals happiness. Um, and baseball has had, I think, the most. How do you say this? The most different teams win a championship over the past couple of decades. Um, they've had, I think, baseball would argue a pretty diverse array of. Types of teams make it. The Rays making it last year. I mean, the Dodgers are a huge payroll team, but when you look at their club, it's a team that was largely built from within. They just were able to hang on to a lot of the good players that they have and then bring in players where they want to bring them in. So that's where the flexibility does help you out. It would help you, you know, if David Stearns had another $100 million at his disposal, he would be able to keep more of the really good players he likes. But it's still... To win in baseball, you still do have to develop your own players. And that is true of the high-spending teams and the low-spending teams. That is still the core of the sport, if you ask me. He is. Um, and that – I'm sorry to cut you off, oh, but I was just going to say that's, that's certainly the, the key to the Brewers' success is that they've, they've – especially with this pitching, they've developed a lot of these guys themselves. I love that you brought this interview full circle and ended with that money isn't necessarily the key to happiness because that's what we were talking about with Trout and Council. Thank you very much. He is Adam McKelvey. Follow him on Twitter, MLB.com, Brewers.com. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. One last thing, uh, Christmas candy. Is that a thing, like Halloween candy or no? Yes. The best Christmas candy is those those cut rocks that you get at um... – or, or the little filled ones, you know, like your grandmother had in the little clear crystal candy sure. jar. Yeah. The little candy dish. Yeah. Yes. Farm and, f- wait, correct me. Where's the, where has the toy drive been held? Blades Farm and Fleet. Blades Farm and Fleet. Farm Fleet. and Fleet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Has a spectacular array of cut rocks. And you know what I mean? Where it's like the ones that are like, the, you cut your tongue on them sort of. Sure. Right. The little discs. Yeah. Yep. And then the, uh, the filled, the little raspberry filled ones. So, yes, there is Christmas candy. Nice. I knew you would know, and I knew you'd educate, as you always do. Adam, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. All right, see you, Take care. There is Adam McKelvey, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I'm applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. My Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Uh, some notes uh, on DeMarcus Cousins and how this whole recruiting process played out for the Bucks and how they ended up with DeMarcus Cousins, who was at practice today, officially a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll tell you that coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Parker Man, Sparky's Midday Madness. See Sparky Fiverr with you, Dan Plunker, executive producer, other side of the glass. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games. They're a huge, huge entertainment game room. And settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Meaning, see what band's playing. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Okay, so I said before the break that uh, DeMarcus Cousins practicing uh, with the Bucks, um, And there was some news out earlier uh, from Mark Spears, who's an NBA writer. Uh, and he had some nuggets on what's going on with DeMarcus Cousins and how this whole thing uh, goes. So apparently there were several teams that were interested, uh, including the Nuggets, uh, who worked out DeMarcus Cousins as well, interested in bringing him in. Apparently, Darvin Ham and a couple of Bucks execs flew to Vegas uh, to work him out. Then, uh, as the story goes, Ham wasn't easy on him and pushed Cousins uh in the workout, and Cousins responded pretty good. Then after the workout, they went to dinner for apparently around four hours or so uh, and discussed the organization, uh, what they want from them, how the whole thing is going to work out. Boonholzer, apparently, while they were at dinner, made a call, talked to Cousins as well uh, to try and make sure everybody was on the same page of how this whole thing was going to play out. Uh, And then, of course, today he shows up, does his COVID test and all that stuff to make it official, and he's at practice uh, today, DeMarcus Cousins, now officially a Milwaukee Buck. Dan Plucker, you in the break came over and had some more update on DeMarcus Cousins. You said there's a chance he might play tomorrow? Yeah, that's what Eric Name had said uh, from the Mike Budenholzer press conference from earlier today. All right, so maybe he gets some run tomorrow. Not again. The man hasn't played basketball in months. So this is going to take some time to get his legs back uh, and to get his minutes up and do everything you want. And don't forget, Drew Holiday, uh, he was asked about it too, because Drew Holiday played with Cousins and Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Those three were all together, people forget. But they were all together. So Holiday has played with Cousins, knows what the dude's like in practice, knows what he likes on the floor when they're out there in game situations, uh, has a beat on Cousins' personality. So that's nice to have. Guys that have played with incoming guys in the locker room is always a benefactor. You know, if somebody comes in that locker room and nobody really knows who the dude is and doesn't know what the dude's necessarily all about at the end of the day, and then, you know, something pops off or whatever happens, there's no buffer. There's nobody there to go, dude, that's just who this dude is. It's fine. He didn't mean it. Whatever. You don't have that guy, right? Or you don't have that guy to to communicate to George Hill of, hey, man, this is how Cousin likes it, you know, throwing to him in the post. Or, hey, man, Cousins likes looking for this guy in, in the corner three in this situation, likes making that like, that cross-court bounce pass or things like that. It's huge to have that player like a true holiday in that 
that locker room to help these Bucks players understand. Now, would you think, Blocker, that they went to Drew before doing this to see what he thought of bringing in a DeMarcus Cousins before they even pursued it to begin with? I'd imagine they talked with him just like, hey, and maybe not saying like, hey, is it worth bringing him in? Just like, hey, we might be bringing in Boogie. What was it like playing with him? Do you think he fits this team Correct. and what we're trying to accomplish? Exactly. A conversation like that I can yes. see. Not like an Aaron Rodgers situation where you're going to him and being like, Hey, do you want Boogie? Oh, no, no, or, no, no, no. Or like he Drew's going to the Bucks front office and right. vouching for Boogie. I don't think either of those things happen. And I think that is a big deal um, if they did that. And I think, I, mean, I don't know, I'm Drew Holiday. I'm pretty appreciative of the fact that they came and asked me about him because they should have went and asked him about playing with him, what's he like in the locker room. You know, everybody hears everything different about him. And like you said, Plucker, does he fit what we're trying to get done here? And that is win another championship. Listen, he could have picked other places possibly, but obviously he's ring chasing and he wants to win a championship. This team just won a championship last year. This team does not, I don't care what y'all say, this team does not have a replacement for a P.J. Tucker. They don't have that guy, right? You don't have that enforcer that's going to do whatever they have to do to make sure nobody's getting bullied or whatever the case may be. Now, you got that guy. Cousins will be that guy. Cousins will be that guy. They'll step in front of Giannis, and he'll he'll take the the, the scrap mill for Giannis. So Giannis don't got to be involved in it, or step in front of Holiday or Middleton, whatever the case may be. And he ain't gonna put up with anything underneath either. Nobody's gonna be elbowing Demarcus Cousins without Demarcus Cousins doing something. Is it possible Demarcus Cousins gets kicked out of games? Yep, no question. Is it possible Demarcus Cousins is gonna get teed up a bunch? Yep, no question. That's what comes with him. But is it also possible that he's going to throw up double-digit rebounds from time to time? Yep. Is it also possible he's going to be making some great passes to wide-open shooters uh, from down the post? Yep. Is it also possible that maybe they let him play from the post a little bit uh, and work on guys and switch situations and give him some easy baskets? Yep. Is it also possible that when they get out and run and transition that he could be a factor and really help this team? Yep. I just, for me, and again, I like Cousins. I, I, I just think... The positives outweigh the negatives here, especially when Wojnarowski reports it's not guaranteed. So if it's not guaranteed, they can come and move on. Like, not a big deal whatsoever. They can just roll. So, and it's a couple million dollars. If he plays out the year, it's a couple million dollars. No big deal. He's worth $2 million in my mind. Is he worth $2 million in your mind, Plucker? Having DeMarcus Cousins on this roster going through the rest of the season and into the postseason? Yeah, I think so, especially with this whole Brooke sure. Lopez situation, not Having knowing no when he's going to be back. Right. And it gives Giannis more of an opportunity to play in his natural position and not uh, a small ball a small ball four or five. Exactly. Right. And to me, uh, that's the one thing. It gives you, like you said, flexibility to do some different stuff here. I wanted to see what the what it looks like with him and Portis on the floor together. That's what I kind of want to see. Are they going to let him and Portis kind of play together, or are they both going to essentially play the five and won't be out there together? So now Portis gets the start, and Portis has been playing well getting the start uh, for the Bucs. And then when Portis comes out, you know, Cousins rotates in and is part of that second unit. And it also gives you more scoring on that second unit, folks. It gives you more scoring. And, And again, why would you say no to scoring? That's what he helps you with. I don't know. I'm a big fan of the signing. I can't wait to see how he fits into this team, how he fits into Boonholzer's offense, what he can do on the defensive side of the floor. Looking forward to seeing DeMarcus Cousins play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Rami Makhlouf comes up next. We'll find out what's coming up on the Rami Show at 3. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Rami Makhlouf. The Rami Show comes up straight ahead here just in a few minutes. Rami, what do you got coming up on the show today at 3? On the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer in the uh, very beginning of the show to kick things off. Anybody you owe an apology apology to on the Green Bay Packers? Anybody you doubted, questioned, gave up on, cursed out? for sure. Anybody? Who? Who do you want to apologize to, Sparky? Yeah, Joe Barry. Joe Barry? I didn't think he'd be this good. Uh, Rasheel Douglas. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be this good. Oh, there's plenty of guys. 
No question. That's yeah, there are a lot pa- of candidates. That's just a there, there are a lot of candidates. No question. A lot of candidates for people yep. that they can apologize to. Also, in the 3 o'clock hour, a lot, of, a lot of action on the free agent market, none of it really having to do with the Brewers other than minor league catchers. I want to know if Brewers fans are disappointed in that. We will uh, talk about the Aaron Rodgers comments on the Pat McAfee show today. He thinks there's a rat in the house. Bart Winkler will be here at 4 o'clock for Tuesdays. With Winkler at 4.30, we'll get into our Kim and the Boy judgment of the day. There will be a poll going up shortly. Uh, Young Sam Schmitz had this question for me this morning, and I think it's a good one. Do you think the Packers have the best head coach, QB, GM combo in the league? Yes. You do? You didn't even hesitate. Well, there's a little hesitation, but not much. I quickly had to go through my brain as far as GMs around the league. But, uh, yeah. I would say they're number one at this point. It's a pretty good trio they got there. Yeah, I mean, you're going to say Tampa Bay is going to have, it'll be the, the one that'll compete with them the most outside of everybody else because they're just getting whoever they want in Tampa Bay at this point. And Brady is still Brady. You know, he doesn't look as good to me this year. Uh, Arians. He leads the league in yards, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, his interception numbers aren't too pretty That's either, That's by true. the way. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely up there. We did uh, top three coaches uh, in the NFL right now. Uh, on the big show, because Dan Orlovsky, the former Lions quarterback, and now with ESPN, said that LaFleur's top three coach in the league. So we said, okay, is LaFleur top three coach? If, if not, who's in your top three? You know what we found out? Mm. A lot of Packer fans don't want to give LaFleur any credit, and they say it's all Rodgers. All Rodgers. Anybody could coach his That's team crazy, dude. and win games. That's like, crazy. You, McCarthy coached him, uh, won games, great. Uh, LaFleur is coaching him, fine. But he, he's LaFleur's the benefit of having Rodgers more than Rodgers is the benefit of having LaFleur. So... That gives you any indication of how this is going to go for you on your little segment with three guys of Goody, who people don't like because of the whole Rodgers thing, uh, LaFleur, who apparently people don't respect because of Rodgers being the quarterback, uh, and then Rodgers, yeah, I don't know. They may not be as ranked as high as they should. the wrong way, too. He may not be ranked as high. They may not be high as highly ranked as they probably should be in your little poll that you're going to do. And also, Jason Locken for Odyssey NFL Insider. He'll be here at 5 o'clock to talk some Packers and NFL football. There you go. Rami's show comes up next here on 1250 AM The Fan. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.